the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Launching the second hour of The George Show this morning, 7.05 a.m. And glad to be in here sitting in for George. It's Matt Dunn, the host of Backbone Radio, known as the Sunday Guy for several years around 7.10 KNUS. Yeah, 4 to 7 p.m. Backbone Radio, and I pack a punch on Sundays. You can get away with stuff on on Sundays, and we have a lot of fun in there. The Backbone Radio, I'm on Twitter, at Backbone Radio. The podcast is always there. And honored to have listeners in all 50 states to the podcast. And I think I'm up to like 57 different countries have tuned in to the Backbone Radio podcast. But carrying on a theme here, we have a primary ahead in Colorado. And the Republican primary, of course, is the only interesting one, and we have to make some decisions before Tuesday. We've got to get our ballots in by 7 p.m. on this coming Tuesday. And when you look at the national stage, I do wonder if that should color our choices a little bit and that I do tend to find myself getting disappointed with the national-level Republican Party in a lot of ways, and the Second Amendment sellout from 14 rhino senators on unconstitutional red flag law that they're trying to push forward really sort of makes me uh, not happy about the Republican leadership, the rhino leadership we have in the Beltway. And you start thinking about, well... Wouldn't it be nicer if we had Republicans in office with the kind of people that do not go with the rhino flow, do not go with the uniparty flow? Do you know what a uniparty means? That means that, in my opinion, the United States of America, we largely live under the illusion that we have two political parties. Because I think when you actually get down to it, it looks to me like there is a, a kind of a uniparty, a one party that has two wings of one uniparty. And when you actually study Mitch McConnell closely, I would submit to you that he has more in common with people like Chuck Schumer than he does with your typical Republican voter out here in the heartland of this great nation. And I'll detail this just a little bit, that um, Joe Biden is sitting right now at 33% approvals, 33% in the Quinnipiac poll data that just came out, which is insanely low poll data, just amazingly low. The man is a disaster. Everybody knows it. Kamala Harris is a disaster. Everybody knows it. And you talk to anybody about politics, and even even Democrats are like, oh, my gosh, you know, facepalm. How bad is Joe Biden? How bad is Kamala Harris? And some of them, if you know them well enough, they will admit it, right? 
Biden's popularity is 22% Quinnipiac with young people, people between the ages of 18 to 34. And with Hispanics, Biden's popularity is 24%. That is just absurdly low to be that unpopular with the Hispanic community in the United States of America, which tells you they don't like open borders. And uh, I don't know if they're into all the, uh, you know, the woke stuff and the gender stuff and the education world that Team Biden is pushing. But at any rate, so Biden gets so low in the polls. I mean, he is literally swirling the bowl. And you would think a strong Republican Party would sort of move in for the squeeze. They would just be squeezing Biden and the Democratic Party big time. Because when we've got the upper hand now with the American people, most definitely. But what do you see the Republicans do? What do you see the Republican leadership do? What do you see the rhinos do? Well, they prop up Joe Biden. They're propping the guy up. It's just amazing to watch this. And Mitch McConnell seems like, you know, he's just hell bent on propping up Joe Biden and if you look at what Mitch has been doing these last, uh, what, year and a half almost, doing everything he can to, to you know, cut, cut Joe Biden to break and help, help the guy out. And so I, I find that rather frustrating. And sometimes I think, you know, is, is there any point in getting rhinos into office at all? And uh, oftentimes I think, gosh, no. And they just, you know, of course, sold us out on the Second Amendment. Did, uh, you know, Cornyn, the rhino Republican Texas senator, and he's planning on selling out his voters on the border as well, apparently. And get to that audio in a minute. But think about this. And Tucker Carlson mentioned some of this last night, which is interesting because that's exactly what was going through my head to talk about a bit this morning, sitting in on the George Brockler show, that... um At a time when Joe Biden is so weak, so vulnerable, 33 percent, total disaster. Again, everything measurable going the wrong way. Inflation, gas, groceries, um, Ukraine, World War Three. That's ridiculous. I'll do segment on that after a bit. Crime is rising. The sense of malaise, Carter-like malaise across the country and CRT go down the list. And men are women winning women's swimming events, swimming events in college. Um, (laughs) It's just ridiculous. But so the Republicans jump in to try to support Joe Biden's agenda on a bunch of these different things like covid restrictions, like vaccine mandates, like the whole January 6th preposterous propaganda charade pile of, you know, what we're being force fed, which nobody's watching, by the way, and it's not making a dent in anything. But Republicans are like all supporting that, tacitly or explicitly supporting it. We'll get to Liz Cheney after a bit. Republicans seem to be on board with the transgender ideology in schools and sanctions against China. I don't want those anymore, right? Uh, Republicans seem to be kind of opposed to free speech, kind of like, you know, Joe Biden is and the tech tyrants are. And Republicans seem to be in favor of the surveillance states spying by the intel agencies, the Republican rhino leadership seems to be quite okay with a wide open border and preserving the tech tyrant monopolies. And Republicans seem to be going along with critical race theory being taught to brainwash our kids in schools. It's, you know, you start going down this 
this list. Yeah, yeah, you got your, your Republicans supporting this ridiculous thing in Ukraine, you know, bringing the world to the edge of World War III, which I've been very clear about has been a very major, big mistake from the start, the way we've been handling the entire Ukraine issue. But Republicans are doing everything they can, and that means like Mitch McConnell, that means Mitt Romney, that means Lindsey Graham, uh, that means uh, what Burr, that guy out of North Carolina. Most of these, see, these, a lot of these folks are maybe not running again. Like I don't think Cornyn's going to run again when they go sell out their base on the Second Amendment or on borders or all of these other you know aforementioned items. I don't think Lindsey Graham's going to run again. But the way the uniparty system works is that Mitch McConnell can maneuver to get just that right amount of Republicans who are maybe not running again or who maybe somehow are in a strong enough seat that they can get away with betraying their own voters, that Mitch McConnell will help maneuver things to get that uniparty, Bideny, Schumery agenda through. And so that just sort of makes me think that, um, you know, the existence of these people in politics is, uh, you know, they're going to cave at the right times, right? At the, at, or at the wrong times, depending on how you look at it. You could just pretty much be guaranteed of that. And so when I think of uh, primary elections, I'd like to try to find the best people in there who are least likely to cave and least likely to be absorbed into the swamp and least likely to uh, want to hang out with Chuck Schumer at cocktail parties in the Beltway. That's how I look at it. And so when you start, you know, handling your ballot and thinking about who to vote for, that's at least one of the filters I recommend you consider. I mean, who 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 do you think um, is going to be best to stand up to the corrupt uniparty Beltway machine? All right. And you seem to say, well, People can't win. They can't win. Well, okay, then are there people that if they do win that um, kind of what's the point of them having won? You know, those are the things that have to go on in the minds of beleaguered Republican voters across this country. Those are the factors that we have to weigh in on. And I would submit to you that I, I think that what the national level GOP is doing right now and like what Cornyn and Romney and Lindsey Graham are doing right now are hurting the the people that are running for office in Republican primaries that uh, are supported by the establishment, okay? I think that's what it comes right down to, that it's, that's, it's going to have a negative effect on the people that they want to get in, that the establishment uniparty people want to get in, that the Karl Rove types want to get in. That's how I see it. And, uh, oh, I was going to go to the phone lines, but I guess we no longer... Is that is that no longer blinking? Okay, fair enough. All right, so that uh, that makes you you know think about you know when, when Donald Trump was in office, it was full court press, round the clock, massive intensity. The media, the Democrats were after him, hammer and tongs, every moment of every day. And he was you know the media against America. He still has popularity higher than Biden's, <laughs> and Biden has the favorable media propaganda working for him, shilling for him, holding his hand every day, every minute of every day. They're, they're holding his hand. They're comforting and nurturing Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in office. And not only that, 
but the Republican leadership seems to be largely propping him up. Sometimes they send signals that are a little bit critical, you know, a little bit, but uh, not, I mean, mild, mild, folks. And Biden has still managed to get to 33% popularity, which is like, I mean, how, how do you even, how do you even do that? Okay. And is this Jack on line uno? Okay. Let's, let's say hello. Is this Mr. Jack? Welcome to the program. Glad you're here, sir. Yeah, my cell phone dropped. I just now got to the office. So anyway, I've got a little better phone here. Not real better. But well done. Hey, let me give you the truncated version of what you're saying. And you know, I always, I always go a little bit over the over the edge with explaining things. But uh, what wrong you really that. have in this country, you've got two parties. You've got the Trump Party and you've got the Communist Party. And to try to waltz around with the Mitch McConnells and Lindsey Graham's. I mean, all that does is stall us out where nothing ever gets accomplished. And that, that's really what we're dealing with. You're either, you're either in one camp or you're in the other. And if you think that you're a Republican and that things are all going to work themselves out by getting along with the Democrats, there is no getting along with the Democrats because they're solid communists. That's exactly what they are, Matt. Well, Rush Limbaugh but used to anyway. always say that uh, the Democrats just had to be defeated. That uh, at this point you can't really work with them very well, and uh, the the answer politically is to defeat the Democrats and uh, somehow find a way to get that done. Well, I, I think this election is going to be a, a, a clean sweep. I think it's going to be obvious what's going to happen. But if it doesn't happen, they better work on, on the gun control. Because I'll tell you what, there's going to be an open season on Democrats. That's what it's going to go to. I hope we can avoid that. Well. All right. Selling us out on the Second Amendment, the people that think that uh, the Second Amendment and the right to bear arms shall not be infringed matters. Well, apparently the 14 rhino Republican senators have betrayed their own voters and their own constituents, and they've gone against every single one of them at a time when Biden has got essentially no popularity. And he's laughing stock and worse in this country. And... Republicans say, it's time for us now to sell out our base. Okay, why do they do that, Matt, Jack? The well, look- what's up with that? Here's the way to look at it. You've got, you've got, the, you've got the, the communist Chinese, and they're three times the population we are. In our country, 50% of the population is communist. So what you realize how, how, what a tough battle we have to maintain capitalism? Does anybody realize how, how threatened capitalism globally is right now? Does anybody understand that? I'll bet a few people do. And um, okay. even the United States of America, yeah, you see, you see that, Tito. You see that we're kind of heading towards the more oligarchic type uh, approach to politics where the government and the tech tyrants and the big industry and the black rocks are uh, all in there together figuring out policy. And Tom Donilon, the black rock guy, just got appointed to a major foreign policy decision-making committee by Biden, uh, I believe that was yesterday, uh, mm, it, it, pretty pretty corrupt, it seems like to me, when you've got BlackRock crawling all over the Biden administration, the investor people manage about uh, eight-plus trillion in, uh, in wealth here domestically and around the world. Yeah. Hmm. It's never been more serious than it is right now, and you're one of my champions. Okay, I'll let you go. Okay, well, anyway, uh, it, it will... Uh, too bad we can't bring Hugh McNulty back. <laughs> yeah, Father Hugh, if he were here, he'd uh, 
Okay. He'd have a lot to say. But okay. Jack, Jack, uh, yeah, well, you keep being one of our champions as well, sir. All the best to you up north. And keep keep up, uh, you know, I know you're voting in Wyoming this year. You're a Wyoming guy, and Liz Cheney's segment is coming up. But uh, make sure that we don't have Liz Cheney yep. return to politics, okay? that's You're, you're in charge of that, all right? Yep. Okay, thank you, Jack. All the best that. to you. Okay, bye. bye. See, there's the, the, the. Should I do the break? What do you think, Bill? Or okay, we'll we'll take it. If you're on the phone lines, do hang on just a moment, if you would. And it's Matt Dunham, and for George Brockler, let's take a moment, and we shall return. Matt Dunn in for George Brackler this morning. So glad to be in here and share a little wit and wisdom, such as it happens to be at this hour, 728 a.m. on this June 23rd, 2022. Off to the phone lines in just one segundo here. Been talking about, yes, sellout Senator Cornyn from Texas, the rhino, who's basically just saying he's not going to be running again uh, for his next election, which I believe is... Uh, either 24, 24, or is it 26 for him? I should know that. But he has sold out all of his base on this Second Amendment, promoting the unconstitutional red flag laws. And he spoke at the GOP convention in Texas, and he got a pretty frosty reception. He got booed off the stage. Let's listen to that. So let's take our country back, starting with Congress in November. It was loud. It was dramatic. The booing here. People who were in the room say that this sound clip doesn't even do it justice. And somehow that's your Republican rhino leadership. They just love it. They seem to despise their own constituents. They seem to despise their own voters. And their goal is to prop up Joe Biden. It's one of those things that you have to understand what the uniparty is and what it means to have this make sense to you. But understanding that basically politicians in this country have come to despise and loathe their own constituents. You know, how how has that happened in this country? But by gosh, it has happened. It has really happened. And um, the ruling class, the people on top of this country have come to despise the people, their own neighbors in this country great country of ours, and that I say it's unsustainable. We'll see how long they can keep it up. Two nights ago, when this uh, Senate voted on a bill they had not read to promote the unconstitutional red flag laws, Tucker Carlson did a little update on it. Uh, this was breaking two nights ago. We've got a Fox News alert for you. We alluded, we alluded to it a moment ago. At this moment, the Senate is voting to advance a so-called gun control bill that is, in fact a law that would allow police to confiscate firearms unconstitutionally and legally from American citizens who have not been charged, much less convicted of a crime. Now, many Republican senators, such as Joni Erst and Shelley Moore Caputo, are reportedly voting yes on the bill. It's hard to believe that's true, but apparently it is. Senator John Cornyn, the lead Republican negotiator who has gone far left in recent years, is currently celebrating on the Senate floor because, again, only Ukrainians are allowed to have guns. Corner was just seen shaking hands with Chuck Schumer, his close friend. Is he representing the voters of Texas? No. 
But apparently John Cornyn isn't just stopping with guns. His has his sights now on immigration. Cornyn was just seen smiling while speaking to Democratic Senator Alex Padilla, saying, quote, first guns, now it's immigration. Has there ever been a greater, more brazen sellout of any group of voters than what Republican senators Mitch McConnell, John Cornyn, and the rest are doing right now? Talk about a subversion of democracy. If they keep this up, the system will collapse. You have to represent the interests of your voters. That's why you're there. If they keep this up, the system will collapse. And yeah, you, you know that Mitch McConnell, Mitt Romney, Lindsey Graham, John Cornyn, they feel the same way about uh, the Second Amendment as they do about immigration. They want the wide open borders and they want to get rid of the Second Amendment. The global elites, the American ruling class, they are made uncomfortable by the existence of the Second Amendment. That's kind of an obstacle, potential obstacle to their power, to their untrammeled power. Uh, having an armed citizenry, as our founders knew, was an obstacle to elites, to a ruling class, to people on top, to a king of England, to people that, uh, yeah, want to rule over you and leave you sort of uh, without any other options, right? But, yeah, 14 rhino Republicans voted in favor of pursuing these unconstitutional red flag gun laws, which get rid of due process Check the 14th Amendment in this country. 2021, the Supreme Court reviewed a case called Coniglia v. Strom in which they basically decided that, yeah, red flag laws are unconstitutional for due process reasons. And that was a 9-0 decision, majority opinion, written by Clarence Thomas. But yet the senators don't seem to care about due process now, do they? Because that's the overarching agenda of the elites that fits in is that they, they've got to get rid of that, that Second Amendment. And again, people all around the world, the, the powerful people all around the world, they, they, they don't like it that the American middle class is, is armed and has the right to bear arms, which the Constitution says shall not be infringed. They don't like that. They're made uncomfortable by that. They've got to find a way over and around that. And that's what this is part of. And the immigration thing as well, just expect and just just watch it happen. You know, I mean, they, they tried to block Trump from getting his wall built, did the rhinos. They, they made him work for years to get through courts and every other thing. Paul Ryan tried to stop him on that. They want the wide open borders. They want to get rid of the Second Amendment. And the agenda there is not wholesome and a complete betrayal of their own constituents. And that's, uh, I guess, I guess just do politicians lie? Is that is that axiom just true? Do politicians just just lie? Is that kind of what they do for a living? I guess maybe so. Why don't we say a little hello on the phone lines? Let's bring Jim in. And uh, Jim, Jim in Denver, thank you for checking in with us this morning. Hey, good morning. Politicians absolutely lie, and they're lying for your tax futures. Okay, and they get together, and whenever they have a majority, they will trade away. The tax futures in the tax futures trading market, what we call uh, our representation in Washington, they'll trade away 10 generations the way uh, they did in the 1980s, the way they did. Uh, you know, we had a conservative. In, I'm trying uh, to follow your, your argument on this real quick, Jim. And what are you saying about taxes? Something about tax futures? Um, yeah, that's what that's what Washington is. It's a tra tax futures trading um market what, like what, what does that what does market, that mean like just put something. it in language of you know higher lower taxes bigger government smaller government 
Would you rather see a bigger or a smaller government, Jim? Well, I'd rather see a reasonably sized government. Reasonably. Did, uh, just Is that about where we are now? Yeah, so are we... oh, uh, no way in – no, negative. We're, we're, we're too big right now on government size? We're oversight. Yeah, okay. We certainly yeah. are. Yep. I think you might have a point there. And um, you notice how hard it is to ever uh, get taxes lowered. That seems to be a hard thing. Trump got that done. Well, at least somewhat I don't lower. know. Now, let's, let's see. If you, if, you're, if you say you're lowering taxes, but your interest rate goes to uh, cocaine levels zero, <laughs> yes. but you're doing nothing but speculating, then the, uh, then the property taxes and all the taxes you pay, you can lower them 2%. But if they're going up 12%, then you only raise them 10%. That's a good so point. What about uh, gas prices? What, if gas prices double, even triple under Joe Biden when he shows up, remember the days when under Trump it was $1.79 a gallon. Um, is that a tax? Is that a regressive tax? Is that a tax on the working class, the middle class of this country? Well, that's, that's the fundamental tax because fuel yep. is the basis of everything we do. When we get up in the morning, it's the foundation of our entire economy. And Joe Biden comes in thinking multi-layered. Yep. That he wants to somehow, uh, you know, get rid of fossil fuels. That's what he wanted to do. Get rid of fossil fuels. But now he's saying, oh, well, uh, gosh, gas prices are up. It's it's because of that Putin guy. Putin did it. It's all Putin. (laughs) Nobody believes that. um, it, It has it has a course. And that course can be tracked, and uh, there's no reason to lie about it any longer. We can actually track it back and see what happened with the bankruptcy waves, with the fracking, with uh, Saudi Arabia and the frackers going head-to-head, and then with the removal of uh, Venezuelan oil from the world markets, and then with the removal of uh, Iranian oil from the world markets. we got to remember, Iranian and Iraqi oil— we're only on the world market together for three years in the last uh, 45 years. That's Interesting. It. Yeah. Are, are you in the so oil, oil world, Jim? Member, are you, are you an oil man? Well, I started, my, I started my military career out by uh, escorting Saddam's oil through the Ayatollah's waters. No kidding. Fascinating. <laughs> took out um, well, the oil tankers that were going through the Straits of Hormuz. Well, Biden's now, busily begging Venezuela subsidy. for more oil and begging the Saudis for more oil. That's, uh, that's Biden, but they're not the answering American the phone. Oil companies for more oil. Nobody's answering the phone because they know that bankruptcy is around the corner, just like it was in 2020, just like it was in 2016, just like it was in 2008. Those energy companies, every time they ramp up production, if they don't get the proper government subsidies like we gave to them in the 80s, then they are going to be bankrupt whenever they produce. So fortunately for them, they've been able to borrow money and buy back their stocks at 0% interest rates for uh, 12 years. Well, interesting. Now those days are over. Yeah, and, uh, and we're not in a good place as a nation, and the poll data does reflect that. In spite of all oh. the propaganda from the mainstream media around the clock supporting Biden, in spite of Mitch McConnell and the rhinos doing everything they can to support the Biden agenda, which is just a weird situation. But, Jim, 
Thank you for that series of points this morning, and I appreciate it a great deal, sir. And um, why don't I – do we have time for one more hello? Uh, We do – I guess we do need to break. So if you're on the phone lines, hang on just a moment. And I've I've got a few things to say about, yeah, where where Biden is on oil and blaming Putin. Do you know that only 11 percent, according to Rasmussen, only 11 percent of likely voters believe – that Putin is responsible for rising gas prices in the Biden administration. 11. That's pathetic. Round-the-clock propaganda. They can only get 11% to buy it. (laughs) Anyway, Matt Dunn in for George Brockler. Be right back. Sun rises ever so gracefully higher into the sky. 7.45 a.m. Mountain Time, and good moment to say a little hello to Amy Duncan over at the Alpine Planning Group. And Amy, uh, welcome aboard. How are you this morning? (laughs) I'm good, Matt. You've got me so relaxed. Talking about that uh, graceful, graceful sun over the mountains. It's just so (laughs) idyllic out there, right? Oh, it is. It's a perfect world in every way. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, thankfully, I've got a little bit of good news to report this morning. Oh, good. Anyway, uh, taking a look at markets and uh, economic report here for you, sir. We've got the Dow up about 200 points, S&P positive uh, up about 23 NASDAQ up 54. Markets trying their best to kind of claw back after, of course, last week, which was really, you know, what we call a flight to safety, uh, where markets fell 5 to 6% in four days of the week. Um, right now, Matt, just a lot of bounce, a lot of bounce and a lot of volatility due to the oversold conditions. Um, in uh, real-time news, we had the unemployment filing numbers. Benefits fell by $2,000, or excuse me, 2,000 applications uh, from last week, so 229,000, but that's still a five-month high. And hmm. um, just to kind of wrap, what's that? Yeah, I said, huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just uh, just to kind of wrap things up for you here, because you know we we certainly are uh, handling a lot of phone calls in you know in in between reviews, handling a lot of phone calls about very very nervous clients, and and rightfully so. I can and I only imagine. Kind yeah. Of level kind of level the playing field here real quick, sir. So this is a 20-year period of time from 2001 to 2021, uh, talking about the impact of missing the best days in the market. In other words, jumping in and out. And so an investor that stayed invested the entire time would have achieved nearly 7% a year, uh, trying to you know time things and just missing the five best days in a 20-year time frame would have dropped the rate of return to under 5%. And then missing the 15 best days, again, over a 20-year period of time, uh, your rate of return falls to 2%, which at this point in time doesn't even outpace inflation. So, um, you know, I think the the moral of the story is build your portfolio with quality, review it regularly, but please, let's try to avoid the jumping in and out. Uh, If anyone has some questions, just give us a shout and we'll see if we can give you some good advice. Right on, um, Amy Duncan. And that. That's uh, that's good advice, good rational advice at a, a market that's it's you know creates a lot of emotions, right? Hard to navigate. Very so, emotional. Yes. Yep. It, well, Amy, thank you for checking in with the George Brockler show this morning, and I'll just say this: Alpine Planning Group is a comprehensive financial planning firm committed to improving your long-term financial success. 
Investing is a matter of trust, and they are prepared to earn yours. Call them today at 303-843-0918. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC and registered investment advisor. Alpine Planning Group and Woodbury Financial Services, Inc. are not affiliated entities. 14 West Dry Creek Circle, Littleton, Colorado, 80120. Right on, yes. Matt Dunn in for George Brockler. And, uh, yeah, markets are a little bit whippy. You'd have to say in uh, in uh, Joe Biden's America, it, is, it has qualified as a bear market. And how to manage that, um, that's, uh, that's not an easy one. Now, shifting gears over to, uh, to politics here, uh, we talked to caller Jack from Wyoming a little bit earlier in this hour. And one thing I just wanted to, to mention about, uh, about Liz Cheney, who I just – I just find a remarkably bad person in general and, uh, and just a, a, a warmonger, an establishment, deep state type politician who has just traded on her father's name to get into politics. But now, uh, again, I feel like she truly does despise her own constituents in the state of Wyoming. She really and truly does. The people that voted to put her into office and she just treats them like dirt. Her primary is coming up, and I believe it is August 16th is when they have the formal voting date for the primary in Wyoming. And I know our program reaches way up into Wyoming, and I always just say, boy, uh, I would really love to see Wyoming find a way to end the political career of Liz Cheney. She's way, way down in the polls, big time. And Donald Trump won the state of Wyoming with 70 percent of the vote in 2020. And so Liz Cheney decides that she needs to be the most hostile, never anti-Trumper in the history of America. And her behavior in this January 6th fraud commission is really one for the ages. But you look at um, the data up in Wyoming, and of course the Wyoming Republican Party has disavowed Liz Cheney entirely, and they, they don't even think that she should be allowed to call herself a Republican anymore at this point. But Liz Cheney does have a one remaining trick up her sleeve. Yes, she does, as the establishment rhino politicians tend to do. And that is that she is trying to actively market her candidacy to Democrats in the state of Wyoming to try to get Democrats to switch parties to re-register as Republicans in order to vote for Liz Cheney in that August primary in Wyoming. There is a Bloomberg.com article written by Billy House. This came out yesterday morning. And um, it profiles and kind of uh, tries, to, tries to show support for Democrats in Wyoming who are switching parties, switching to being Republicans so that they can vote in favor of Liz Cheney in the primary, and uh, they talk about um, marketing materials and political mailers are going to the homes of Democrats in Wyoming and giving them information about how they can re-register as Republicans to support Liz Cheney in the primary election. It seems to me that that's a bit of an uphill battle and that if you look at the registration numbers in Wyoming, Republicans have... 197,868 registered Republicans and Democrats have 
44,643 registered Democrats. Okay, so that's a, like an incredibly lopsided state and uh, uh, one of the reddest of red states. And I believe it's like Wyoming and West Virginia tended to have been the highest Trump voting states in the nation in 2016 and 2020. But what, I don't know. What do you think of that? Liz Cheney um, trying to get Democrats. I mean, she, she's essentially a Democrat. And in my view, she should be laughed and hooted out of the political space, uh, period, just for, for her overall just dishonest behavior and presented herself as one thing to her voters and then has gone the other way, uh, full rhino ever since. And luckily, uh, Harriet Hageman is the name of the Republican who is running against what I think is a Democrat, Liz Cheney. Harriet Hageman is running for the, uh, the Republican nomination for the single congressional seat in Wyoming. And boy, it sure would be nice to see Harriet Hageman come out on top of that state and uh, just uh, pulling these tricks and pulling these stunts. That's uh, that's how they roll. That's how the rhinos roll. And um, if you look at some data about the 10 Republicans in the House that voted in favor of the Trump impeachment, um, there was 10 of them. And uh, five of them are already gone, and the other five are still pending, Liz Cheney being one of the five that are still pending. But in South Carolina, a fellow named Tom Young, who was a Trump impeachment yes voter, he just lost (laughs) his primary. You almost have to laugh. He lost his primary by 27 points. And so my challenge to Wyoming is, Let's see a little larger margin of Cheney defeat in Wyoming in the in the primary in August. Can you get past 30? Could you get past 40? Could we really do the challenge and see if you can hit 50? How many Democrats is she going to get to cross over and vote for her in the primary? I don't know. I can't imagine it would actually be that many, but she's got a lot of money. She's got a lot of millions of dollars. Only 9% of her donations have come from in-state you believe that? Liz Cheney actually represents the suburbs of Virginia, a.k.a. the deep state, the Asela Corridor. <laughs> and um, 9% of her money has come from from Wyoming. Just had a text to the studio that someone, uh, Liz Cheney is the new Miss Piggy. And uh, there's a, that's one of those memes going around that, yeah, kind of, if you see a picture of Miss Piggy, and you see a picture of Liz Cheney, it's kind of hard to tell, like, which one is which, right? It's like, is Liz Cheney uh, the new Miss Piggy in this era? All right, uh, let's see this happen. Wyoming, we're counting on you, and Jack is our point person in Wyoming. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.